in that moment, I didn't like myself. And in that moment, Chad was like, oh, this is yuck. And we have this awareness now that things aren't okay. And this is an interesting thing because what we're pitching is not that you're going to never cycle again or never get in a fight again, but that you're going to spend less time in that fight. And that is what growth looks like. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Emhoff. We're excited. This is our one year anniversary. We've been doing this for a full year now. And so, man, we have covered a lot. And in our last episode, we're kind of doing a little bit of review and we're going to do a little more review for the next, this one and the next one. But, but I wanted to just say the last one we covered the basics, kind of like some of the basics around cycles, pursue, withdraw, kind of covered some of that. We kind of talked a little bit about like, how do we stop a cycle? How do we stop a fight? Um, and kind of stay engaged with each other. And then we're, this time we want to talk a little bit more about the anatomy of a repair, anatomy of a fight, kind of what goes on there, how this works. There is a weird thing that we all do uh, that I, I say it's weird, but I think we all have these pieces of us that it's really we see ourselves in certain ways. We see each other in certain ways. And that's what drives so much of what we do, yeah. kind of our view of, of ourselves or view of others. Even as we're thinking about how exciting it is to have a year of podcast, I'm sitting here thinking like, how does that affect me? How do I, how, this is a cool thing. I how never thought. How many fights thought, have we had leading up to this year? Oh my goodness. So many. <laughs> About the podcast. But, but, but that, we love that we got to do it. We yeah. love, we're excited to, to say, Hey, we did this thing. And so even that informs my view of self, yeah. even that informs my view of other, it, the fact that I know, Hey, we did this. We were able to accomplish this thing. It's something that not very many people take time to recognize and kind of feel and let themselves feel. So I'm talking about something a little bit positive right now before we dive in. But I think it's important to take the time to go, what are the celebrations? What are the things that feel really good? Because they do inform who we are and how we feel about each other. I want to say for just a second, I think it's one of the reasons why we hear from couples that say our podcast really resonates with them. We've had a few couples say like, are you watching us? Do you have cameras in our house? Are you listening to our fights? Because you guys fight like we fight. And the reason is there are some pretty clear patterns that happen. But this view of self and view of other, I think is easier to kind of understand when you hear us talking. When I talk about my pursuer tendencies, it's easier for you to say, oh yeah, Angela, she's a pursuer and she does that. Or Chad, he's a withdrawer and he does that. Or they fight like that. It's almost even easier for us to kind of vicariously show you what fights look like and show you what our tendencies are than it is sometimes for a person to go, oh, wait a minute, that is what I do also. Yeah. And that is how I feel also. And so if Chad is saying, I'm I'm going to be a re-engage withdrawer and you're a withdrawer, that might mean, what does it look like for me to be a re-engage withdrawer? Chad, yeah. tell me, or vice versa, pursuer, to say, man, I want to kind of slow myself down and consider my husband's perspective, what he brings to the table, that I might not have the solution without his contribution what that looks like. And somebody might go, oh, I hear you talking, Angela, but how do you actually do that? And how do I do that? My view of self, my ability to do that and how I perceive myself, that might be hard to do. And that's why we want to take just a few minutes if we look back. Again, we did those fun series, the anatomy of a fight, the anatomy of a repair. We had a lot of people writing in about our sunflower table that we built that was kind of a fiasco. We have a uh, the actual table reminds us or when Chad wanted to bring his bike to Colorado, that was a fun conversation that we shared in one of the series. All good stuff, 
right? They're, and good examples yeah. of fight. But those things impact us. You know, and so it's it's one thing to have like something like this, like we're celebrating right now saying, oh, this feels good. And that, that's important to me. It informs who I am. But really those fights impact us also. Yeah. They really inform like how we see ourselves, how I see my spouse, what I believe about her and what she or what I believe about myself also. And then she has that same counter side of that where she believes things about herself and she also believes things about me. And that's where it really gets yeah. nasty. You know, that's why we don't spend a lot of time talking about like, oh, this is what you do with positive because a lot of times we, we kind of know what to do in the good times, right? We know how to be in celebration when mode When things together. are okay, it's easy. But I, I do want to encourage you. This is, you still need to articulate that. Yeah. Like I feel good about me when we win or when we accomplish something. Yeah. Like articulating that is also important. But really when we talk about anatomy of a repair, or anatomy of a fight, we're talking about can I get clear about how I view myself? Like what does this interaction, what is this dance that we're caught in, what does it say about me? So I want to talk a little bit. The last episode we just did, we talked about cycles again. And the example that we gave, Chad and I got into a fight about a conversation. And and he was out mowing the grass, and I was inside cleaning with a lot of energy. <laughs> and we were talking about, in that moment, I didn't like myself. And in that moment, Chad was like, oh, this is yuck. And we have this awareness now that things aren't OK. And this is an interesting thing because what we're pitching is not that you're going to never cycle again or never get in a fight again, but that you're going to spend less time in that fight. And that is what growth looks like. That is what healthy looks like, that you're able to repair quicker, that you're able to actually stop and hear your partner and respond to your partner, especially if there's been hurt or pain there that you can do a repair. But here is what growth looks like also. And it's kind of tricky because in the past when we would fight, I really focused on Chad he's the reason we're in a fight, he's not hearing me, he's not doing the thing I want, or maybe his perspective was that it was my fault that we're in the fight because I'm mean or aggressive or controlling or whatever that withdrawal view of the pursuer is, that view of other. But as you've been maybe listening to this podcast or in therapy or gone to a Creative for Connection or Hold Me Tight or a marriage conference and you start to have this new awareness of what that cycle is. Then when you're in a fight, you start to go, uh-oh, I play a part in this. Uh-oh, I, I am the one who had too much energy, had too much um, anger, was critical, was controlling. Or Chad will go, I'm out here on a lawnmower because I don't want to engage this. I'm literally trying to find other things to do than engage my wife. I realize that's my withdrawing tendency. And so both of us at that point recognize the thing I do. And when you realize that you play a part in what just happened, your view of self can kind of go, Ugh, come on, Angela, really, you know better than this. And I can kind of get down on myself. And that's a hard thing to do too. Because I don't love myself when I get critical. How could Chad love me? He doesn't love himself when he's not engaged? How could I love him? And so that is really what we're talking about is this growth that happens where you shift from only seeing what your partner is doing as the problem to starting to recognize the part you play also. Yeah. And, and, and those are really um, just insecurities, right? If I'm engaged in, in, and we get into a fight. If we get into this fight and we're engaged and we're having this like distress happen between us and I'm out there on the lawnmower, I'm out on the lawnmower basically saying, Ugh, whatever I have isn't going to be enough, is not going to solve this. I don't have the answer. 
and and really it's an insecurity about myself, but it's also insecurity about our relationship. It's an insecurity about yeah. about my wife too. Like she can't take in the information that would would work if she would let me, right? Like so I'm like saying she's not good, I'm not good, we're not good. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what to do with this. And so I'm out there mowing a yard kind of all the while feeling like, man, I I don't have what it takes. I don't have what is good. I don't have the thing. And that really does kind of mess us up. And I, I think as you start to break that down, Angela, I like, I like what you're saying. You're saying, Hey, he's out there. I'm in here. We both feel these things. I think, I think there's a way that you can kind of start to combat that a little bit, like by saying, wait a minute, does she believe that? Or do I, is this true about me? You know, is this, is this, I am imperfect, right? Like and Angela is imperfect, <laughs> but do we want this relationship? Can we accept each yeah. other and love each other in that place, in the place of imperfection? Um, that's what really kind of, I mean, I want to use your metaphor of the bike earlier, yeah. but that really kind of starts to align us again. It really aligns our, like our sprocket with our yeah. chain, right? Like it's like, okay, now we can start to get, so I'm out there on the lawnmower and I'm going, oh, this sucks. And I'm not very good at this. And she's not very kind sometimes or whatever <laughs> I'm saying. Like, right. and she, and, and it's like, wait a second, is that true? Like, cause I know, I know she wants to be in this with yeah. me. I know we don't want to divide our stuff and go our separate ways. That is not what we want. No. So how do I kind of start to see myself differently? And I think it goes back a little bit. You know, we're going back into a review of the series that we've already done, but that staying tuned in series we did where we really ask ourselves, is the message I'm sending the message you're picking up? Yeah. Because sometimes when I'm inside Matt or you're out on the mower, the message you're telling yourself I'm telling myself a message that Chad doesn't care about me, that he doesn't think I'm, you know, capable or that he doesn't want my contribution. Those aren't truths. Those are in the moment things I'm believing or he's out on the mower believing things. And so when he's saying, I think we can combat it. The thing we're trying to pitch is having conversations when a natural tendency would be not to have the conversation. Yeah. So let me kind of clarify that just a minute. So ahead, yeah. instead of me going down this rabbit hole of all the things I believe or I think that you believe about me, what does it look like for me to say to you, you know what, Chad, I really think bad things. I think bad things about you. I think you think bad things about me. Can I clarify? Do you really not care about me and not want me to contribute anything to our relationship? When I say it like that, it's... Uh, no. <laughs> I do. I mean, I like, care about you, but I do want you minute. to contribute. How did you get to there? That's, that's pretty severe. But sometimes that's what we think about ourselves. Yeah. Or for Chad to come in. I remember we were on a road trip one time and I was having this conversation and I used this phrase quote, you get that right, unquote. And Chad's like, you know that phrase, you get that, that really says, are you dense? Don't you understand what I'm telling you? Hey, dummy. Are you trying to make <laughs> me feel bad? And I'm like, no, no, I think I'm just trying to make my point really clear. But what I'm doing is sending a message that says you're not very bright. And that's not the message I wanted to send. But when he said that... And it's not true. It's true. <laughs> when he let me in on how it was hitting him, how it was landing, and then his view of self, man, it really shifted. It really, like, fine-tuned that, you know, buzz when you're trying to tune in a radio station. Yeah, yeah. That was when we talked about that staying tuned in. And so that's what we're talking about here, is if you can let each other in. First of all... 
can you identify your own view of self or what the message you're telling yourself about your partner is, that view of other? Like Brene Brown says it like that. Like, what is the story you're telling yourself about yourself or what is the story you're telling yourself about your partner or even what Chad is saying? What is the story you're telling yourself about your relationship? Three important stories in your life. <laughs> yeah. I want to say like, and, and we're not suggesting that you would go into this right off the bat when you're in a distressed cycle that you're going to be able to go, oh, well, in this moment, I'll tell you how I feel about you. That's not what we're saying. We're <laughs> saying, what, what is the thing that I believe that I, I, I think this cycle, this kind of nasty yeah. interaction, what is the thing that that does to me? What is the lie, if you want to think of it that way, that I start to believe about you, about me, about us, right? So if you want to think of it as a lie, if you want to think about it as, as my insecurity that shows up, but we go into these places and what's so nasty about a fight, about, about these fights is they really do speak to identity. They speak to our worth. Yeah, they do. And they say, Chad, you're not good enough. You're never going to measure up. You're never going to get it right. You suck at this. Nobody's going to want you. I mean, all the nasty messages Or come maybe out. it's an yeah. internal message. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to get this right. I'm going to be too much all the time. I can't manage my emotions. Well, and I'm not saying you I say it. I'm saying I say it. Either way, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, internal yeah, messages. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. Could be either way. Could be about your partner. Could be about yourself. Both are not good for the relationship. Exactly. And so it's, there's this, this thing happening and it's like, it really gets, it gets so nasty because it yeah. speaks to the identity of the person, the view of the person, right? And whether that's the partner or self. And it says, this is what they are. I am bad. She is bad. Right. And so it really goes to this like deeper level. And that's why we can't just kind of cut some of this yeah. off. We talked about that last episode, but you can't just cut this stuff off and think, okay, well, I'll put a boundary around that because these messages are so deep that if you put a boundary around it, you end up cutting off parts of yourself yeah. or parts of your partner. I'll You're, just be tougher. I'll just be stronger. I'll just try harder. And I won't let him in on how I really feel or what really is going on for me. I won't let him see that weak part of me or that insecure part of me or that part of me that feels like I'm not enough or that I'm inadequate. That's a dangerous part to share. And therefore, I'm going to outperform it or I'm going to polish it or I'm going to yeah, well, and, whatever and the thing is. The more we cut that off, the more we hide parts yeah. of ourselves, the less honest the relationship is in some ways. And, yeah. and almost, ev false. I think everybody picks it up. Like everybody picks it up. So if Angela's hiding a part of herself or I'm hiding a part of myself and I'm not coming forward with it, then she has like this, like, well, something's off. Like yeah. we don't feel aligned. Even if I'm really good at hiding parts of myself, even if she's really good at not engaging yeah. around things that she's frustrated about, I kind of know we're not together. And the more we're not together, the more we're going to cycle. The more we cycle, the more I believe the negative things. And the more we believe the negative things, the less we're together. So uh, I really want to just take a second to say this is, if I'm going to say there is one thing that I love helping couples understand, this is it. For me, I mean, I could tear up even thinking about the idea that when we're in our inadequacy, when we're in our negative view of self, when we are upset with maybe the fact that our anger got the best of us or we didn't feel like we could get it right, so we walked away from the conversation and we beat ourselves up for it, when we're in those places, man, those are really hard places. Those are places that feel lonely. Those are places that feel like if anyone saw them, we would be rejected in those places because they look weak. 
And we tend to hide those places, right? Some people might say that's that's when we kind of have a shame trigger. That's when we're in this place of not enoughness. And what we do is we protect that. The root word of shame, they say, comes from a word that implies to hide or to cover up. When we feel inadequate, when we feel not enough, we cover ourselves up. We don't want to show that even to our partner. And so relationships can go through these really hard seasons. And in in the end, if we haven't shared those deep places, then I feel like hmm, my husband just doesn't really know what's going on for me, or my wife just doesn't see me or the struggle that I have. And so when Chad and I say, hey, we want to help you understand something, it's this. Imagine in that deep view of self. And this is something Chad and I are even learning how to get better at and do. It's hard to do. When I'm in a place where I really feel bad about myself and I'm feeling inadequate and I'm feeling not enough and I'm feeling like I got it wrong, for me to come to Chad and say, man, I just feel like I'm too much sometimes. I just feel like even in that last fight, I got angry. I didn't want to get angry. I wanted to articulate what I wanted to say to you clearly, I got triggered, it got the best of me, here we are fighting again, I can't help but think part of it's my fault, maybe all of it's my fault, and I just am in a really bad place. And Chad says to me, you know what, I love you there. I love that you came to me, I love that you were vulnerable, I love that you had the courage to take this risk, and I want you to know that I'm on your team, and I love you. And that fight was yuck, but I played a part too. But right now, you came to me, and you told me that you were in this really bad place, and I want you to know, here I am with you. What can I do for you? There is nothing better than that. When yeah, we help couples do that, when we do it ourselves, it feels so good. Right, well, and it speaks to identity, right? It's why we celebrate. It's what it, it kind of does. It if we've had these negative views of ourselves, and you come to me, Angela, and will you stay with your metaphor for time? But I'm like, you come to me and you say, this is what I, I've done. This is who I see myself as. This is what's going on inside me. And I get to respond to that. It really is. It, it's the antidote to her belief because, mm-hmm. and, and no, really nobody else can speak to that. Nobody else can hold that space for her. She needs somebody who can say, I value you. I see you. I want you. I need you. Mm-hmm. If, if she doesn't get that, then she's left to try to self-validate, which doesn't which work doesn't so Which well. doesn't work. Chad and I over yeah. here tearing up because this is so impactful. Both of us in the relationship we're in with each other had to get to this place where we said, I've been divorced. I've been divorced. I've made bad choices. I've made bad choices. I have failed. I have failed. Because of those things, I feel like a failure sometimes, or I feel weak, or I feel inadequate, or I feel like I'm not going to measure up. And being able to share those deepest, hardest things with someone and find acceptance there, that is the single most important thing that has helped me build health, emotional health, security, and confidence back into my life. Now, this is hard because we live in a culture right now that's like, you can do it on your own, be enough, you've got this. But I believe, and Chad and I believe, that we're designed for relationship. We're designed for connection. We're designed to actually need help from each other. And it's a hard thing to do, especially if we've been hurt. We don't want to need help from each other. I want to do it by myself. I've got a five-year-old who wants to do it by yourself. And I'm like, no, you need me. (laughs) And relationships are the same. We actually need each other in these deepest, hardest places. So if we're talking about 
<laughs> the series we did, Anatomy of a Fight, Anatomy of a Repair, where we're trying to help you understand what it looks like to repair, why you fight. This is really an important thing, and we briefly talked about it in those series, but we wanted to come back to it to say it's another level we've been thinking about, which is the importance of in those vulnerable places, coming back and inviting your partner in. And it's risky and it's scary, but the reward is really big. Yeah, and I, I want to just say that that's, that's kind of, this is advanced. Mm-hmm. I want to say that this is advanced. If you're, you know what, we if you've been in a bad place for a long time and been cycling for a long time, to try to just like solve this with this move is probably going to be pretty pretty hard. Yeah. Not to say that it couldn't, but but it's a pretty hard move. But if you're in a pretty stable, pretty safe relationship, and and the two of you kind of say, hey, we want to do this, we kind of want to encourage you to take take a little bit of time and think about what are the things, and this is really our connect point, yeah. to take some time and, and sit down and say, what are the things that I kind of think about myself? And when, when I think things are the worst, right, what do I believe is going to happen to this and to to me, to, yeah. to, to, and maybe because of me, even in this relationship. And, and why is that, um, why is that there? You know, kind of be curious about your own experience. Be curious about what, what some of these scary things are, these views that we have of ourselves and really try to share that with one another. Again, if you're in a, if you've been in a cycle for, you know, weeks on it, don't, don't, this isn't the time to do that. But if you've got some stability in your relationship and you think, man, I really do have this spouse who's engaged and wants to be here with me. And even though we don't get it perfect, even though we still fight, if you can take the time to slow down and say, Hey, this is something, this is kind of the, the thing that I think I'm believing about myself, this lie, this shame, this, this view of myself, this, this is something I'm seeing inside me. And I want to share that with you. I think that's probably one of the biggest rewards you can get. And, and if, if you're the person listening to it, man, it's really good to just take it in and then take your time and respond to that and, and speak truth into that place. You know, I'm thinking, too, that if you're in a place where you listen to our podcast and go, that's not where my relationship is. I can't have that conversation with my partner, but I want to. I would love to encourage you to go to a therapist. Find an EFT therapist in your area. They are all over the world. We can maybe help you if you let us know the area that you're in, or you can go to the ICEFT.com. You can go to their webpage and find an EFT therapist near you and really get into um, some of the reasons why it's hard in your relationship to be vulnerable and to let your partner in and maybe do some deeper repairs if needed. But it's really something we want to encourage couples to be able to do. So that's our episode. We're going to do one more where we just kind of review a few more things over the last year before we head into some really cool series that we have coming up. We want to just say thank you first for listening to us for a full year. We feel honored that you would invite us into your car, your home, your conversations on a regular basis. It is fun for us to hear that couples are having these conversations and their relationships are being shifted. And so thank you. If you can't hear it, I'm crying because I'm excited. Uh, And I just feel honored to be able to do that. We would love to continue doing that. We would love to hear from you. If there's a topic you want us to talk about, please write in and let us know. We also want to let you know that we have a Created for Connection conference coming soon. Maybe you could be a part of that if you want to. You can like our Facebook page, Created for Connection and you'll find more information about it there. We look forward to catching up with you in the next episode.